When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. World-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at MySpringTraining.com. Welcome in to the fourth episode of Motor City Realists following week five for the Detroit Lions. It's your co-host, it's Zach Mack, and the other co-host, Big Boss, Mr. Mike Brown, who looks like he may have shaved his beard this week. What's going on there? Not yeah, all the way, of course. I, uh, I still see it's there. Well, 
I tried to clean her up a little bit, and the guard fell off. So I was just uh, full send at that point. But, okay. uh, but yes, um, good good to be back. Uh, I would like it to have been under different circumstances. So we got a little different show planned for you today. But uh, Zach, uh, you know, you and I always talk about you know what uh, what we did on Sunday. Uh, what was your your Sunday like this this week? Yeah, man, it was hot. I was outside. I was at the Bucks game. Um, just as the cold front passed through, unfortunately, because it was, you know, sun beating down on my neck up there in the, the nosebleeds. I think I was like six rows from the very top, right. but, uh, you know, watching some Tom Brady live is something I can knock off the bucket list. Now it was a fun time. Obviously if, if anyone follows the rest of the NHL or I mean the NFL, I'm sorry, the, uh, there were some controversy surrounding and roughing the call passer in that game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it all went well for us. Bucks got the W. One and zero when I'm in attendance, so that was fun. What did uh, what you end up doing with your Sunday? Well, I'm noticing you said us, so um, you know, is that where you're at at this point already? You're you're uh, just full send uh, with the uh, with uh, us being a Tampa fan. You completely transitioned after week five. Yeah, man, I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a big us guy. No matter where I am, you know, I was <laughs> you know the Grizzlies. I was part of that team. You know, they were they were an us thing too. And I was in Memphis, so yeah. So no worries. But no, I uh, <laughs> I, I did the old uh, the the old Lions uh, watched the Lions game. Went and uh, ate and drank my sorrows away. Um, you know, again, like like we we've talked about in previous shows. Uh, usually, where I go to. Um, you know, I they don't open till two o'clock. They have the ticket where I'm at. Again, uh, we're close to Indy, so we get the the Colts games. Um, which you know, I never thought that that Thursday night game uh, would have been better off, more high scoring as far as on each team as opposed to what the Lions Lions did this past week. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I went up there. Um, by the time I got up there, I questioned if I should even go up there because where we were at. Uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I thought this was kind of like, oh, we're going to start slow, you know, get the offense going. And and no, I mean, about, I think, uh, about halftime we tweeted, maybe a little after that, uh, I just, I turned the game off. And the bad thing is, is I turned the game off. Well, I guess it was a little later that I turned the game off and switched over to the Browns game. And this was when uh, Jacoby Brissett was driving. They were about ready to score right towards the end of the game. He threw an interception on the goal line. And then they still had a chance to win the game for the Browns. Um, so no, I mean, not a lot of, uh, you and I usually want to, want to pick apart the game, dissect the game, break down the game. Uh, you know, I've been high on golf. Um, you know, there's not much, there's, there's really nobody to be, uh, be high on, um, after this week, uh, there's really nobody. And I think even there's a lot of fans really getting aggravated with, with Dan Campbell. Um, yeah. but, but again, you and I have said, you know, this is, we didn't drink the Kool-Aid. We, we weren't all in this year. We knew this is a, this is a, you know, trust the process as Philly would say, you know, it's, it's, it's a long run. Campbell's not going anywhere, but you and I mentioned, you know, we got to go into this buy with a win. Um, otherwise I do think changes need to be made. I think changes need to be made. It's not going to be the head coach. I'm not necessarily sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Aaron Glenn. Um, but what are your thoughts after seeing the box score, everything that was going on, you and I were texting here and there. Um, you know, we talked about this, where, where we're going into the bye week. What are your thoughts? What, what do you think? We don't even really need to talk about the game. What, yeah. what do you think we have to do going forward coming out of this bye uh, that would 
I mean, it's, I mean, fan base, uh, team perspective, a little bit of everything. What do you think we need to do? I think, you know, well, my first thoughts were, we kind of touched on this last week, right? I mean, this was Bill Belichick going up against the top scoring offense in the NFL. And, you know, that's, that, that, that's the kind of thing that motivates Bill Belichick, right? So did I think we were going to score zero points? No, but I'm also not surprised to see the game go the way that it went. Um, obviously, like I said, I was at the Bucks game, so I didn't, I didn't, this is the first Lions game this season that I didn't get to watch any of it live, but from the sounds of it, you know, I'm, I'm a lucky one, (laughs) but, uh, a couple things that we need to do going forward. One, uh, as a fan base, we need to lower our expectations. I think now is the time to, um, like you said, we haven't been, so to speak, drinking the Kool-Aid, but those, those that have been drinking the Kool-Aid need to put the Kool-Aid down. Uh, I think, and I think that's that's clear to see. We're one and four, um, dead last in the division, and uh, you know, personnel wise, I'm not quite sure. I know we've got a whole we got a whole week off here, and and last week we really harped on if something like this happened, big changes were going to have to be made, and here we are. You know, I don't know if it's AG that that has to go, but. Something, something needs to change. And uh, as the comment says right there from Captain Lou, thanks for jumping in, Captain Lou. Uh, for those of you guys that are listening on the podcast version, we also are a live stream on YouTube and Twitter, so we we take comments and questions. Um, and, and people post, and we post those those comments and questions. And one was, you know, still seeing that uh, Detroit man Matt, Matt Patricia out to be an offensive genius. Um, you know, th- despite of this game is everything that it was. Uh, you're talking about third-string quarterback. You're talking about Matt Patricia being the offensive coordinator that really hasn't got a lot going. Uh, obviously, Matt Jones is hurt, and they come in and just roll us over. Um, I mean, they really didn't – I mean, they gradually piled it on us. I mean, obviously, 20-some points, you know, here is is quite a bit. But, um, I mean, they even had a running back that went down. Um, they've got and the, the light backs. at the end of the tunnel for us is that we're we're also injured, you know. Yes, but and and, and and we've we've alluded to that. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually saw this on Twitter. Um, there was somebody that said, "When are we going to call out the strength and conditioning coaches? When are we going to call out?" And, and I kind of mentioned that, and I, and I understand it's it's you, you can't just call out everybody because things, but but you look at team, I mean, we literally had we were down to, I mean, we had uh, Ao was sitting; he was a healthy scratch. Um, we had some other guys, we had some rookies playing, we had Joseph playing, we had Will Harris playing, Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, we, I mean, say at the end of the game, I think we were down to two actual corners, yeah. two defensive backs. I mean, I mean, we literally rolled through everybody. I don't know the significance of these injuries and I know you can't death blame it on that person per se, the strength and conditioning coach, but, but there's gotta be something that we do different that other teams are not working on because you want to know what I think it might be. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think it might be playing on turf is really bad for you. And well, yeah, I, I you know I don't to be honest with you, I don't even know off the top of my head if they, I don't, I would guess they don't plant real grass in there. In the fourth field, yeah, no, 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 that's that's turf, yeah. So, man, and, and I know they harp on this in baseball a lot. That. You know, it's just it's so bad for your 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 ankles and your knees over time. Like maybe that has something to do with it. I and I don't I don't know. I know there's probably more artificial turf in the NFL 
than than I can even think of off the top of my head because I feel like there's yeah, there's probably more than more I can think domes, of. But, more cold city yeah, teams, like, but but I but I'd be interested to see you know how many how many home field turf teams are dealing with injuries versus non turf teams, you know. And I, I know that Gustavo's splitting hairs, but I mean, I mean everybody goes through their injuries. But I feel like every year, I mean, our team doesn't compete, but when we do have our studs go down, you know, we're just continuing to go through it. And and I feel like you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little later. You know, there was two teams this year that I was really looking at. It was us and the Jets. We were both kind of on similar trajectories. Both had new coaches. The team really bought and really loved them. We've had some significant – both teams had really good drafts. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, how, how how are the Jets – and obviously, you know, the, the Jets are squeaked by. The, they've got some wins, and they're continuing to do well, even with Zach Wilson, you know, when he was out and now he's back. You know, they've got a lot of talent. And it's like, you know, they're they're finally getting to that – you know, we're kind of at that plateau not doing anything. They're finally kicking over that, you know. And and what's the difference between these two teams? You know, like what what really sets these two teams apart? Like like we said, you know, we don't even – I mean, what's there to talk about last game? I mean, there's not – it's just about – Yeah. It's, it's going to be like what's going to happen in the bye week, you know. And, Am I going to be surprised? You, you, you touched on like earlier when you are in, introducing the show about how, how the fans are getting – you know, maybe a little fed up with Dan Campbell, and uh, I I don't really know where I stand on that because I am getting a little tired of of hearing. You know, I think his I, pressers, his pressers yeah. are what people, but I don't think overall. I think, and, and but he sits there uh, and he takes it all on his shoulders. You know, he's like, you know, that's on me. It's one hundred percent on me. I got to get these guys prepared better, or I got to do my job better, or I got to get this coaching staff you know, prepared for the game better. And, and, and it's the same thing over and over again. He's saying, you know, it's on me, it's on me, it's on me. Well, if it's on you, man, like we're one and four and we can't put a complete game together. You know, we can't, all three phases aren't playing at the same time. You know, defense was missing for three games straight. It, it, it I, I just want, I want to hear something other than, yeah, it's on me. We got to be better prepared. Like we heard that from P- Patricia for way too long. And and I think, like I said, that that's the kind of like the the nail in the coffin going into the bye week. You know, like you said, Belichick. I, really, if it was Belichick and Patricia wasn't there, I'd be like, okay, you know what, this is what Belichick does. You know, but the, I think it makes it that much worse because Patricia is there, and it's just kind of like one of those things, like <laughs> you know what? Because yeah. obviously, when he was with us, we played the Patriots, we beat the Patriots, so he beat he beat Belichick. So it's like, you know, the, it's. It, you know, and not to, not to dwell on it, you know, the bad thing is, is we're one and four going into the bye week. Hopefully we're going to get healthy. You know, uh, you know, the, the box score, Hawkinson had a huge game two weeks ago. He comes in with one catch. Uh, you know, Brown had four catches for like 18 yards. There was literally no offense, which I get, it. you know, Ben Johnson has been, he's been calling great games out of his mind. Like I said, he's, he's, he's making national attention. The people are looking at him, what he's doing. I've even seen, you know, after the bye week, they want to see Patricia. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Campbell gone and Ben Johnson in, in the driver's seat. And I'm like, okay, come on. Now, now let's pump the brakes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's bad, but is it like Matt Rule bad in, in Carolina that they just fired the guy uh, on a, the middle of his, his two years out of – he had a seven-year deal, and they're pretty much paying him $40 million to leave? Like, it, it, do you yeah, think it's that bad, bad right now? Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. 
Um, I think I think Carolina had a lot of expectation. I think they kind of overhyped themselves with the whole Baker Mayfield thing. Um, and he, you know, he's hurt now. I, you know, I don't think. I think it was very obvious. Well, you know what? The more I talk, the more I'm like, eh, maybe because I think it just got to a point where it was very obvious that Matt Rule couldn't coach that football team to uh, to be a good football team. And the more and more that we see, you know, Dan Campbell, you know, obviously great, great with the one-liners, great attitude, you know, kind of guy you want in your corner. But Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we are going into buy one and four. Haven't really impressed as a full football team yet. And I'm thinking maybe, you know, I I, I want to pump the brakes because it's still too early. But and I I know we're in a rebuild. We're, we're not, you know, we're not trying to win a division. I mean, obviously we're trying to win a division, but we're not in a position to win a division right now. So But but you and I are talking like, yes, we're pumped the brakes. Like it ain't the end of the world. Like what growing pains did you not maybe our expectations were a little high. I said maybe ten wins, right around nine wins. Can we still get there? Absolutely. A lot of things got to go right. Do I think we'll get there? Probably not. But there was so much hype, and, and I want to go back to Hard Knocks. Do you think Hard Knocks was a bigger deal than it actually was for a lot of the media, for a, for a lot of the fan base? Yeah, I think Hard Knocks is always a bigger deal than it was. You know, And a lot of that is we're just starving for football. We might have mentioned this yeah. on the first episode. That you know, you just want football so bad because you've gone through a summer where you flip channels and all it is is boring baseball, and you're like, just give me some, give me some contact, and then you get hard knocks, and yeah, you know, I think I think people feed into it a little too much, but but now it's at the point where I'm worried. I know we said nine or we said ten and seven, maybe nine and eight, and then I revised mine last week to six and eleven. And now I'm worried that we're not even going to get six wins. I'm starting to think it's going to be same as last year, three and three and thirteen and one or whatever it was. And, and we talked about we talked about this last week too. Um, you know, okay, here's a question here: asking as an outsider, were the expectations high for Detroit from the fans? And I think exactly, Josh. Uh, Josh uh, commented here through YouTube. Um, that was his comment there. Um, I definitely do, and I think that's what Zach and I are kind of talking about with, with YouTube. Or I'm sorry, with YouTube, with Hard Knocks. I think they got some national attention. People really liked uh, Dan Campbell. People really liked some of the players. They bought into that. The fans definitely, uh, whether, whether you've been paying attention or not, uh, Detroit is very uh, Kool Aid driven. Uh, the beginning of the season, we got the greatest team in the world. Few few games in, okay, okay. Now we're to this point where it's like. The, the world ended. No, I think for, for us being here, and that's why we're doing this show, is we we kind of look at it. We're, we're not that kind of rose-colored lens. We, we realize our expectations as far as record, maybe that shows that we were a little high on it, but we weren't expecting to, to go out and, and blow these teams out. We weren't expecting – honestly, I think our offense is already overachieved. Uh, granted, we laid an egg this past week, but uh, but again, we're talking – we keep going back to this. We had the number one offense. We had the worst defense. You know, where does that translate? How can you translate that? So I think the expectations were definitely a lot higher than usual from Detroit fans. But there's also a lot of realists that have to realize that 
we're in a rebuild. Like, like Zach said, like this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, our defense is still a lot of players away. There's still a lot of injuries. Tracy Walker is our spark plug. He's our captain on our defense. He's out for the rest of the season. So I think the expectations were definitely uh, a lot higher than they should have been. Hard knocks had a lot to do with that. You know where I think so, it all started so was, was Dan Campbell's kneecaps quote. You yeah, know? when he, he but but I mean do you but when you watch this team and we, we've talked about this, not the same old Lions, okay, like usually in past I, it it is it, it's it's scary to say because when we had Stafford, he he clawed us back. He he had a lot of uh fourth quarter wins, even though we didn't have a lot of wins, he there were fourth quarter wins, he'd come back. And I feel like we kind of set ourselves up for those same scenarios, but I feel like our offense is, is doing so much better than when Stafford was here, here that it's kind of expected that, okay, we should be in all these games. You know, did I think we're going to lose to the third string quarterback with the Patriots? No, not at all. Did I think we're going to lose the Seattle Seahawks? No, not at all. I thought we should have won the Minnesota game, but I, I, to be real, you know, like, like you said, it's just, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to fathom, and I think somebody going from Patricia to somebody like Matt Campbell, who is blue collar, that wants to that that's lived and breathed, that he's been here, that wants to to bring something to the city. I think that's exciting, and like I said, that's comparable to what the Jets are doing. You know, because that was another coach, the Jets coach. That was that was a guy that I wouldn't mind having if it weren't for Campbell. You know, like when they were talking about him. So. Uh, overall, yeah, the expectations were extremely high. I think Zach and I are kind of more grounded. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it, – well, I guess what do – coming out of the bye, regardless of uh, changes in the organization, different things, what do you what do you have to see against the Cowboys to, to feel okay, I guess, to, to be like, okay, we, we're still improving, as opposed to – we're shitting the bed continuously. Yeah, I, I personally, I think I'd have to see a competitive game that goes, you know, I, I, optimistically for into the fourth quarter. But I could even live with, you know, if we're within ten points, end of the third, you know, if Dak Prescott's playing, um, ten points into the third and and not not a shootout, you know, not something that's forty five thirty five. Ideally, um, you know, for winning, that's even better. But, but I'm also here's the thing: I, I don't expect our defense to be a, a like an NFL an NFL caliber defense by then. It's just it's just not enough time. And, and you even said like you know, okay, they're saying that they're going to test Dak this week to make sure he's getting healthy. So there is a very real opportunity that we could play Dak, which. I'm not saying by any means, you know, Cooper Rush has played bad, but Dak, he adds that extra element. He adds that escapability. I don't think he's a Jalen Hurts, which you said before, but I think, you know, that's an extra, you know, thing that we have to deal with now with a banged up defense. It's like, you know, I mean, are we? It's, it's no shot, bro. The more I think about it, it's no shot because we just, we played Geno Smith and Bailey Zappi. Like, Cooper Rush is going to. Is going to be better than both of those in the, and, in that and, Dallas offense. And I, I don't know. I just feel like, like you said, I just I feel like it has to be a competitive game. I almost feel like, for for sake of things, it can't be a shootout because then that's going to show that our defense is still not there. Our offense is back on track. Like it, it's hard to say that. Like 
it's awesome to see our offense do what it's doing, but it, it, it's even that worse to see our defense give up that many points. So, I mean, you know, I was texting you about Aiden Hutchinson. You know, people were tearing him up on Twitter. Like, he really he, – he literally got ju- juked where he dropped his jock strap uh, by Zappa on, like, just a, a quick – he was overrunning – he was overpressing. He was overrunning the rush. But I think he still graded out at, like, 88. He was, like, the, the top-graded lion uh, on defense. And people are talking about him being a bust. And it's like, I'm just – or five games in, like, give it a rest. I mean, these are, I mean, we still got people, I mean, we still got draft picks that haven't even played yet. I mean, our number, our other first round pick and our second round pick haven't even walked on the field yet, you know, and our offense is lighting it up. So, yeah, I I did see that. uh, I saw today that the Cowboys, I think, are the only defense that hasn't allowed multiple touchdowns in a game. Yeah. So they're playing out of their mind. I mean, obviously they have a fast defense, they have a good defense, but I think they're, they're they're doing better than than expected. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, again not a lot to talk about. I don't want to take this whole episode to, to kind of break it down because there's really not nothing to break down. And then going into the bye week, obviously we'll talk about. But but I want to talk about uh, before we uh, we we get our our guest done. Hopefully he jumps in soon. Um, I want to. I, I I know you got the Tampa Bay jersey on right now. Um, you and I've been we always trade messages uh, through Twitter and, and text and stuff like that. How do you how do you feel like the the wings roster uh, uh, shook shook down? Are are you excited? Was there anybody left off that surprised you? Was there anybody that made the team that surprised you? I'm I'm excited, man. The, um, the guy that I was I was talking about the first couple episodes here, Elmer Soder, Soderbaum, um, he made the roster. It looks like he'll be a fourth liner. He's a giant, going to be a fun kid to watch. He's like 21 um, or 20 or 21. Yeah, like yeah, and he was I think like three years ago he was a sixth round pick. So. You know, obviously, when you pick somebody that deep, they're going to be kind of a project. And and it seems like the Red Wings did, you know, I mean, to turn from a six round pick into making an NHL roster in three years and you're 21 years old is is pretty clutch. Um, Simone Edvinson, the other prospect, it looks like he's going to start in uh, Grand Rapids. Um, they liked they liked some of the things he did in camp, but um, just wasn't NHL ready. Was making some some mistakes that that we can't afford to make at that level. But other than that, it was pretty standard. I thought the way that the roster shaked out, um, or shook out, I just say shaked out. I just said shaked out. Um, (laughs) Andrew cop, the Michigan boy played at Michigan from Michigan. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch him. David Perron from the blues, the guy that I hated so much, but now I have to like him. Um, it's, it's gonna be fun to see how those guys mesh into the lineup. Uh, well, actually they'll have, three games by the time we record next, they play Friday, Saturday, and then next Monday. Nice. So, um, you know, three and oh by this time next week would be so, sick. So, so let me ask you this. I actually, on our show last year, what's up belly up that we transitioned obviously into this now, I asked you, you know, what was keeping Detroit back? Is it like, you know, I don't feel like we necessarily draft goalkeepers. I don't know necessarily that we go after high dollar goalkeepers, but what's your take on the goalie situation in Detroit? Yeah, so we got um I actually you know what I didn't check to see where uh I don't know if you say if it's Casa or Cosa. Yeah. But um yeah, Sebastian Sebastian Cosa, I'm gonna call him Cosa because I think that's how you say it. But uh I saw that he didn't make the NHL roster. I didn't see if he was gonna be playing at Grand Rapids or if he was still on his on his juniors team or, or wherever he was playing. Um but they have high hopes in him and apparently he's been progressing quite well. Uh so we'll see how that goes. I think we got uh, Nadelkovich and uh, Billy Huso. I think. I hope I'm not 
butchering that, but I'm pretty sure we got him from the Blues as well. So it's going to be – here's the thing. Another thing like the Lions, we can't get our hopes up too much about yeah. the Red Wings. They're going to be better than they were last year, but I don't think they have that goaltender piece that you need to be a, a Stanley Cup contender. And we're still young. So it's just going to be fun to see how, how – we shouldn't get blown out 7 to nothing anymore. Which is good. That was happening way too often last year. And and like you said, it, it's going to be a different. I, I think it's going to be. I I think I had talked to you just in general when I was watching Stanley Cups last year. I feel like Tampa Bay, Colorado. I think the Oilers. We were talking about the Oilers because you yeah. were always loving the Oilers because they're young. And I felt like the reason the Oilers. I think I texted you this is like, I felt like the Oilers were very much dump and run, and that's what that's what a lot of. I mean, they had some, a lot of skilled players, but I felt like that's how they played, where Tampa Bay just straight out, out finessed them. I felt like their passing, I mean, just they moved the puck a lot easier as opposed to just relying on, on, on physical abilities. And I know you talked about the Wings kind of changing their style. Do you think – I'm not comparing those teams by any means, but do you, do you feel that they're kind of going to a different type of, of, of game, different type of hockey? Yeah, I think from what I heard – from practices, it's going to be similar to what you just mentioned. You know, the Red Wings for the last few years have been a pretty boring style of dump and chase or dump and change. And I think it's going to be a little bit more settled entrances. Um, hopefully, I mean, for if there's any longtime Red Wing listeners, you'll you'll remember the days of Sergei Fedorov and, and uh, Brendan Shannon and guys like that where the Wings, you know, they, they weren't afraid to carry it in and set it up right off the get-go. Hopefully we bring more of that back. Um, it seems like we've got more skill with our forwards to be able to do that. So, and reports coming out of practice is that they're working on it in practice. So, I, I guess we'll see. We'll see how much they've been working on it. So, and this is probably a stupid question, especially where we're at with the Lions. Two to three years, who has the better organization and, and more hope? I guess essentially. Oh, that's tough, bro. Because. I mean, I would say the Red. I think the safe answer is the Red Wings, I, uh, yeah. because of Steve Eiserman. <laughs> really, yes, I was just saying the guy right in the ship. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we got a um, we got we got a guest actually for y'all. You go. want to uh, you want you want to introduce the guest? Yeah, so let's let's bring him on. He, he's I know he's been waiting. He finished up his show here, so let's get on old Ryan McCarthy. Who is Ryan MCC? Um, check him out. Uh, no credentials required. Uh, host of that show. He's actually got a co-host too. Now that we'll let yeah. him talk about that. But uh, but the reason, like we alluded to earlier in the show, Ryan is a Jets fan. Never in a million years did I think that we would have to fill a segment with a Jets fan. But here we are. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Two teams. Like I said, that were in the offseason on the same trajectory, had their coaches buy in, had great drafts. Um, the teams were projected to do well. And we're filling the Lions segment with the Jets being the better team. Ryan, thanks for jumping on the show. How's it going? I oh, appreciate you guys having me. I, thanks for thanks for uh, inviting me on and happy and excited to talk about our, our favorite teams. 
Absolutely. You know, it, you're the, you're the oh, first guest. You're the first MCR yes. guest. I, I was just going to say that. The first uh, Motor City Realist. And and this gentleman right here, we finally we finally got the intro all set up to weather, uh, so it's not skipping. And this man right here, uh, Zach, right. got it running today. So so this man right here put it together. Not only is uh, he you know, a host, he's a producer, a little bit of everything. But, but Ryan, before we Check talk of all about trades, the Jets, you know. Yes. Before we, <laughs> we talk about the Jets, obviously we'll, we'll end as well and let you, you plug it too. But I want you to talk real quick uh uh about your show what you cover your co-host and, and kind of what you guys are all about mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service card appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more yeah, so no credentials required. Uh, I, I rebooted it two years ago in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, just needed something to do to fill the time after I graduated from college. Uh, I got my degree. Um, and general, just covered sports in general. Uh, we Right now we're focusing on the NFL. Uh, also baseball playoffs. We're going to start NHL coverage pretty soon. We're going to have a weekly uh, NHL uh, coverage segment with a weekly NHL guest from uh, from Canada. Uh, my buddy Clark Monroe from the Rod Peterson show. He's going to be, he's, I'm hoping he's going to be jumping on uh, with us weekly to talk some, to talk some puck. Nice. And uh, also, yeah. And uh, my, I just uh, had my co-host Dustin, how Dustin Henry is a great dude. I know him for, we're friends off, uh, off air too. So he's a big sports fan like me. We're, we're covering NFL. We're covering major league baseball. We're covering NHL. I also do some, a little bit of sports coverage in the Albany, New York area too. Uh, last year I covered the firewolves or the, the cross team also covered the Albany empire uh, national Arena league team. I'm sorry. Two time national Arena league champion, Albany <laughs> empire. I have to mention that. Um, and the, and the great thing is that they're bringing the rebound that's next year. In the National Arena League. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be such a game changer. And I think we'll bring more fans to the game. So, so Absolutely. yeah, we do a little, little, little this and that. Uh, every once in a while, they'll have a special guest uh, interview. Uh, trying to line up some some YouTube uh, uh, personalities at the moment. But hopefully, they'll come a little bit down the road. But we'll let you know uh, when that uh, when that comes up. And actually, uh, tonight on my show, I announced I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a special side project with, uh, my sister network in New York, uh, Godzilla media. I'm doing a New Jersey devil centric podcast. It's going to be called have another donut, a New Jersey devils podcast. <laughs> I can't wait for that. It's going to debut on Monday. So I'm, I'm very excited to bring that, bring that to you guys to, uh, to, to the podcast universe as well. <laughs> there you go. So uh, the reason, like I, like I said, Zach and I, uh, you know, we usually break down the games. Zach went to the Buccaneers game this past weekend. I turned the game off about halfway, three quarters of the way through. So, again, like I said, you know, I felt like these teams were both kind of 
trending in the same direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you've seen a lot of the Lions games, but I'm sure you've chuckled. Um, so, well, I, I have caught a little bit on red zone here and there. That's one of my favorite. That's probably my, that's my go-to on Sundays now. Is yeah, I don't I watch mean, a specific did. game. I watch red zone, and every once yeah, in a while, they have the. The Lions we were lighting, yes, sure. we, we were lighting the world up on offense, which you also didn't see is all the touchdowns <laughs> we were giving up. So, <laughs> but uh, so so let, let me uh, comp- not necessarily comparing the two from a Jets perspective. Uh, expectations for the Jets this year at this point in the season: Are you on pace, exceeding? Um, I mean, where are you guys at? I know you guys love your coach. You guys have had some some great drafts. You know, Zach Wilson, the, the kid. I, I'm I love swagger i love baker mayfield now he's just kind of down in the dumps i feel like i'm slowly transitioning over to zach wilson because i love the kid but uh but from from that standpoint the fan base like how are you guys feeling about your team what are you guys thinking about the rest of the season are you like detroit fans these detroit fans and i, I say these because i can't lump myself in zach and i we don't drink the kool-aid i mean are, is it just like yeah. is it just wild over there or what right now i think Part uh, most of the fan base is on cloud nine. This is <laughs> we. This is exceeding expectations, especially after Sunday when the Jets clobbered, sorry, speared the Miami Dolphins uh, by twenty three points. And uh, our our resident Dolphins fan, Commissioner Cooper, was quite upset and uh, let me have it on uh, our live stream tonight. <laughs> but but you know, you know I, there were a couple things that I was hoping the Jets would accomplish this year, and. Some of those things have happened. They won in September. They needed to win a game in September. They needed to go over that hump. They they did. They did that in Cleveland uh, with that miracle win in the last two minutes of the game. They needed to um, win a, a divisional game. They did that, and then some on and this past Sunday. They didn't win a game in a divisional game since 2019. They had a 12 game losing streak, a 12 game losing streak in the AFC East, and they not only beat a Dolphins team that, and you know, people can say, Oh, they were under man. They had that third string quarterback, this and that cry me a river. You're in the NFL for a reason. You get, take, take your piece of humble pie and just admit that the, that the Jets were the better team that day. And you have a lot of analysts out there who are, who are saying, Oh, the Jets got lucky. Jets got lucky. No, this team is, this team is trending in the right direction. I think part of it has to do with the, with some free agent pickups, they they've been very pound wise, but not penny foolish. Like in the past, you had to pay what's called the Jets tax. And I put that in quotation marks. The Jets tax, where they can't develop, they draft poorly, they can't develop talent, they have to overpay for free agents. Now, with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala working together as a tandem, they're now drafting wise. They're drafting very well, and they're making. The right free agent, the right free agent signings. Uh, they signed Lakin Tomlinson. They they re-signed Braxton Berrios, who uh, who was developing as a, a very good weapon in their offense. And they draft, and their their twenty twenty two draft has been knocking out of the park so far. Uh, Brees Hall had almost two hundred, <laughs> almost two hundred all purpose yards this week. And Garrett Wilson's been playing well. Sauce Gardner, I can't say, I can't say enough about him. And him, he and DJ Reed locking it up on opposite sides of the field in, in the secondary. I have some concerns. I mean, we all do as Jets fans. We we don't wear the Gotham green colored glasses. 
if you do, then you know I, I've got I've got a I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. But for the past decade and then some, probably decade and a half, we've just seen disaster after disaster, rebuild after rebuild, where you're slowly rebuilding the guy, knock it down again, rebuilding, knock it down again. They had to do they had to basically raise the entire property after the disaster that was the Mike McCagnan slash Adam Gase era. And now you're seeing all the, all the benefits. They're starting to reap the rewards of drafting well and signing key free agents, but not overpaying them. Mm -hmm. And they still have enough cap space left over to bring in veterans. Like they, they could bring in Dwayne Brown for nine mil guaranteed because they had that much cap space remaining after all those free agent signings. So, I just think that they're developing talent with developing talent and signing veterans who can make a big difference on either side of the ball. Absolutely. Zach, what do you think? I I feel like I, I, he he talks about Adam Gase and I totally, I, I, I literally feel like these two teams are like mirror images because we have Matt Patricia. Yeah. I had Adam Gase. There was two coaches that you you just look at and you're like, how the hell are you uh, a head coach at this point? Like, I don't know. I mean, what is, is Gase even, what's he doing? I don't even know what Gase is doing. I'm not even sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he's sitting on his couch, uh, taking in the rest of his five year contract that he had with the Jets yeah. when Mike McCagnon hired him in 2019. <laughs> uh, some there was a uh, New York uh, there was a New York Jets Twitter account that was trolling the, the the social media, saying that he was an offensive coordinator somewhere in Ypsilanti, Michigan. <laughs> I did see that for a high school <laughs> football team. High school, yes, I did see that. So, so I don't know Zach- if that's true or not, but but <laughs> yeah, I, if I were him, I would be resting. I'd be sitting on my couch and trying to find a college job somewhere as a quarterback coach. To be honest, man, that's Matt Rule collecting his paycheck. But but Zach, forty I mean, million like, dollars yes, to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, oh. but but the I American mean, dream, Zach, baby. <laughs> I feel like the the similarities. I mean. Am I right to think that the simulators the similarities are there between these two teams, at least from the, the fan base, the the way that they're going, the, the draft class? I mean, there, there's a lot to be excited about with the Jets. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of comparables, Zach, don't you think? Yeah, they were trying to they were trying to hire coaches at the same time. Obviously, I remember that. I remember yeah, I, I remember wanting so I Salah would, in Detroit. Yeah, I would love that. And he was a is he a Dearborn or Michigan? I know Michigan native. I mean, that was the yeah. one thing or somewhere around there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he I, I, Maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I could have sworn he said he would have like walked to Detroit for the, for the job or something. Anyways, but um, I, I want to ask Ryan, like how how hard is it knowing that no matter how much the Jets overachieve, that you have to deal with Josh Allen in your division? Because I, because I have the same like I hate Aaron Rodgers so much, and I know yeah, that no matter how much that. the Lions improve, I pretty much have to outweigh Aaron Rodgers in the division. Yeah, I, well, I don't see Josh Allen dating witches or Hollywood starlets or going yeah. to South America and drinking ayahuasca <laughs> anytime soon. If he starts doing that, that's the that's gonna that'll be the the downfall of Buffalo Bills. But I mean, Josh, I gotta say this: the best quarterback to come out of that 2018 draft, and I'll fully admit it as a guy who wanted Sam Donald to succeed as quarterback of the New York Jets, Josh Allen, hands down. Buffalo Bills won that draft at, when they drafted Josh Allen. And I was I was kind of I was hoping Josh Allen would be the Jets quarterback just because based just based on his size, but I think I think Gase would have ruined him too. I don't think it, it, it wouldn't have mattered who was quarterback 
at that time with that head coach, whoever whoever just drafted, whether it be Mayfield, whether it be Allen, whether it be Josh Rosen, boy, uh, Sam Donald, whoever was drafted at number three, number five in the draft, or number three in the draft, he would have been ruined. And I think Josh Allen landed in a system where he had that the 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 system he landed in. It doesn't have to be entirely on him, but I think he thrives with that in that environment. It's all on him. I think he thrives in that, and I think Zach Wilson eventually is going to get that is going to get there too. Is there a hatred among Jets fans for a you know a guy like that in the division, or or am I just jaded because of how hated? Rogers is. <laughs> Keep going back. Damn. That's a great question. Well, I'm curious honestly. because like I know honestly, I hate no, Rogers. That's a great question. But I don't know if like no. if other divisions have this hatred of quarterbacks in their division, you know? No, because I, I think it's just because Josh Allen hasn't been there long enough sure. to get develop that type of hatred. Jets fans developed that type of hatred for one person, one quarterback, and one quarterback alone who actually played at the University of Michigan. That would be Tom Brady. Brady. We had to endure him for 18 seasons. And by the way, you can thank the New York Jets' Mo Kelly for knocking out uh, Drew Bledsoe out of that game because if he didn't knock out Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady would be probably playing for, probably retired on Montreal Expo. Yeah. (laughs) A few years afterwards because he was, was drafted by the Montreal Expos. So we haven't had long enough to hate Josh Allen as a, as fans. I kind of respect them. I my my one of my older brothers is a Buffalo Bills fan and I know he's had to endure a, he's had to endure as a fan, as a fan base a lot because for a long time they didn't have a franchise quarterback. After after Jim Kelly retired and Doug Flutie left the team they struggled to find their franchise quarterback for a very long time. They had to go through EJ Manuel, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh gosh. There were so many quarterbacks that just flopped in that city, but they had their quarterback. And I think this is going to be the best rivalry in the AFC uh, for years to come. So speaking of quarterbacks, so, so where are you, where is the fan base? Obviously it's very new. Where's the fan base on Zach Wilson? Are, are they all bought in? Are they still skeptical? I mean, does this kid, because obviously, you know, I'm not watching the Jets. I mean, mm-hmm. is he making the plays? I mean, you know, I, I see like some highlights here and there. I mean, he's got the, he's got the rookie. Luck. I mean, he's not a rookie, but I mean, he's got, he's got the, the luck, you know, uh, the dumb luck, you know, here and there. But I mean, are, is, is this a fan base that, oh, I'm all in on Zach Wilson? Is it split? How do you feel about Zach Wilson? I think the fans are slowly starting to come around, especially after that win in Pittsburgh. It took them, it took them a good half, a good three quarters of the game to warm up because he had missed the first three games of the season because he hurt his, we come back to the, I was listening beforehand. I, uh, you guys were talking about the artificial turf and how it's detrimental to a lot of teams. A lot of people were getting hurt on those terms. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, the turf monster got Zach Wilson in the preseason, but it took three quarters of a game against Pittsburgh for him to finally warm up. And he got going in the fourth quarter, 10 for 12, 127 yards, a touchdown, uh, led the jets on 10 plus, uh, 10 plus play scoring drives. You would not have seen that three years ago. So I think 
the majority of Jets fans are starting to make it for uh, they're 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 starting to turn around. I I think they're starting to believe. Last week he had probably the most efficient game uh, of his career so far. Uh, he only had a handful of handful of uh, incompletions. He didn't have a turnover. He had he was sacked twice, but that was on his offensive line. But he made a lot of plays the week before and this week that you would not have seen Joe Flacco make three weeks ago. Because let's face it, Joe Flacco is in the twilight of his career. He's a he's a walking stiff in that in that uh, pocket. <laughs> if Zach Wilson if, on that second touchdown the Jets scored, if Zach Wilson doesn't feel the pressure and step up in the pocket and there starts to run towards the end zone, that's a sack. And I think the Jets, I think Jets fans, I, I, myself included, I, I'm starting to believe that this this guy could, he could he could turn things around and be that franchise quarterback that Jets fans have wanted for such a long time. <laughs> just like the Buffalo Bill, just like the Buffalo Bills that did was have with Josh Allen. I think the Jets fans, I think Jets fans are starting to believe. Actually, well, obviously a lot of hype. Um, going forward around the Jets right now, a lot of hype, uh, kind of like the Lions going into the season with hard knocks. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to see those teams that uh, definitely kind of been the, the dwellers of the basement go going forward. Um, you know, we got a little bit of time left in the show quick, not to transition you guys too much, but but obviously Zach's our, our big hockey guy. We talked a little hockey here. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know how much you you follow other teams, Ryan. We're excited about the Wings this year. A lot mm-hmm. of young talent, Zach. I, I'm sure you know across the league, you're familiar with a lot of teams, a lot of players here and there. What are your guys' takes? Uh, you know, Zach, what's what's your take? Maybe are you familiar with the Jets lineup? Uh, I mean, not Jets. I'm sorry, the uh, New Jersey Devils. You know, what's your take? And then Ryan, I'll, I'll kick it to you. Uh, you uh, and I'm not to put you guys on the spot because I'm like I said, I'm no hockey guru. I just know you guys know what. What's your expectations, you guys? Because I, I I feel like it's really weird. Both all these organizations are kind of you know New York's kind of like the hotbed, New Jersey the 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 twilight, the the spot spotlight. But I feel like the organizations are uh, always pretty similar in a lot of things. So 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 Zach. To, to throw you on the, uh, yeah. the hot seat real quick. What's your? Uh, I wouldn't ask you for like a projection where you're at, but I mean that what they're putting on on the ice. You know, what, what's your take on their team this year? I mean, it's funny that that we talked about the similarities between the Lions and the Jets because I think they're also there for the, for the Wings and the Devils. Uh, the Devils are a younger team. Um, I think they're a little bit much like the Jets are compared to the Lions. They're a little bit further in their their rebuild and and you know closer to being a contender than the Red Wings are. But um, I got, I think I got, I got high hopes for the Devils. Um, I, I wanted to ask Ryan if same question you posed to me <laughs> earlier, Mike was, uh, you know, do you like by the? I'll give you by the end of this season. Do you like where the Jets are at more? Or do you like where the Devils are at more? I like where the Jets are at more. Um, okay, I I love my New Jersey Devils. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think they still have they, they have a lot of the young talent. I think they're the seventh youngest team in the NHL. Their roster is the seventh youngest coming into this year. Uh, their first round pick this year is actually in this and on opening night on the opening night starting lineup. He made the which, roster, which, nice. Yeah, he made the roster. Um, so I think the biggest factor for the Devils <clears throat> going into this season is health. Jack Hughes spent a lot of time in the IR last year. And he still wound up with 
almost 60 points. I mean, he, yeah. he at one at one at one point in the season, he had scored over 30 points in 30 games. That's how much of an impact he has on this team. Uh, Jesper Jesper Bratt had a breakout season last year, and he's going to be on the second line. But the first line is going to be this this year. The first line is going to the starting lineup. First line for the Devils is going to be Zach Hughes, Andre Palat, and Alexander Holtz. That's one kid you have to keep an eye on. Is Alexander Holtz? He is a high scoring rookie. He electrified the Utica Comets last year. Uh, they got to the I think they got the, the uh, North Division final. Unfortunately, they were ousted by Rochester. Um, but as far, but in terms of who I have the highest hopes for right now, the highest hopes for are for the Jets. Um, anything, I mean, right now they're over under. Vegas had the over under for wins this year at five and a half. They're just oh, about wow. halfway. They're over yeah, halfway there. That, you take that. Yeah. I took I took that bet. I have five dollars riding on it. <laughs> I have five bucks riding on it. And right Smart now the odds man. have gone the odds have gone up to over six and a half. I, so I may point, take that yeah. bet too. Um but I have as long as the Jets are healthy, that's been their one, one of those biggest bugaboos over the last th- three, four seasons is health. And I say the same thing about the jump about the doubles too. That as long as they stay healthy, as long as the defense stays healthy, they're rushing the quarterback, they're shutting down a uh, opposing wide receivers if their offensive line can stay healthy and remain healthy some guys coming back and as long as their one two punch in the backfield stays healthy everybody if everybody stays healthy i think they have a shot a, a very outside shot to be a playoff contender if they keep up this pace you heard it right here you heard it right here from our our, our jets insider right here <laughs> well i also gotta say you guys uh well the devil's got um andre palat who was my guy here in um, Tampa since I moved here and started following this team. So I was a little upset about that, but, uh, you know, just take care of him down there. It makes sense for him. I think he can fit in a role there that, that he is, you know, important and can help those younger guys grow and, and fit players into their, their mold. But, uh, yeah, I was sad to see him leave Tampa, but I, I, I wish him all the success in New Jersey. You know, you know, I got to say something about your Red Wings. There's uh guys, uh, they, yeah. Steve Eisenman's, He's starting to build something there, and he, he did. He did a great job in the in in the uh, in the off season. Brought brought in Andrew Cop, who had a major role with the New York Rangers this past season in their playoff run. Bring in Ben Sherratt, who was a highly who is a highly coveted uh, free agent. I think they, I think Zach, you make a great point about the goaltending. If they can just get their goaltending right, their young team. T- the Red Wings are a young team too, but they have a ton of talent, just like the Devils. I, I think. I think over the next couple of years, you might see, you, we may see both our teams become steady playoff contenders and consistent play and consistent in the playoff. Yeah, sure. because yeah, they're, you're right. They're, their cores are so young that they we could see the same guys they're going out. up against each other in the playoffs mm-hmm. year after year. Yeah. Yep. And I know the Devils, the, the Devils' uh, prospect uh, system. Their 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 uh, AHL system is is stocked it's stocked they've got a lot of guys down there both in all in all three aspects of the game off at forward at defense and at goaltending who could who could make a big difference in the next next half decade to decade uh, on this squad so i I, yeah i'm I'm hoping i'm hoping for both our teams that we can both our teams can both uh, be playoff contenders uh hopefully the next couple of seasons and hey maybe we might see each other might see each other teams in the conference finals you never know. Yeah. 
So, uh, well, Ryan, we, we appreciate you jumping on. We don't want to keep you too long. But before we, we head out, uh, we always do this on all of our shows. We just kind of go to a roundtable discussion. Uh, you can add something. You don't have to. It can be anything sports-related. It doesn't have to be about your team. It can be about anything going on. Anything in the news right now sports-related, Zach and I usually jump on. Is is there anything? I Actually, I'll kick this over to, to Zach right now. I, I know I keep putting you on, on the hot seat, but I, I know we've talked about this. Is there any, anything burning right now? Are you excited about the MLB playoffs? I know that that's your cup of tea, Zach. Uh, is there anything going on right now, sports, anything in the world in general that you just want to throw off the table? No, man, I, I really didn't have anything, but I'm glad you mentioned baseball because I watched the Rays. You forgot about it, right? You well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they had this. Um, they had all these watch parties going on here. Rays played two games and they were out. Um, but yeah, I had this theory the other day, just just real quick, that uh, baseball is created by. Uh, a bunch of guys that were trying to get away from from their wives, and they just created this sport that you could you had to practice every day. But no matter how much you practiced, you never got good at it. So you had like to just continually too. go into yeah, practice. Yeah, sounds like golf. Yeah, exactly. Or bowling. Yeah, and they yeah. said, you know what? Let's play 162 of these things so that we never have to go home. And I think that's how it got started. Anyway, so. I do. I'll let Ryan uh, take us out, but I I do want to touch on, I want to talk about baseball. So, so the Mets owner, uh, if you've never followed him, uh, he's, he's a social media menace. Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve. So (laughs) he was one of those guys that like immediately had like the bad tweets talking about the playoffs being like the greatest spectacle, you know, here we are, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're already out of the playoffs. So, so if you, if you need an account to, to, to follow, um, uh, you know, I, I followed the Mets because, uh, uh, a friend of ours, a family friend, uh, Chris Bassett pitches for the Mets. Um, you know, great pitching staff, him, Scherzer, all those guys over there. It was, it was great to see them go far. He was with the athletics past couple of years. Um, it's nice to see him, uh, finally get a, a nice contract over there. He'll be there for a couple of years. Hopefully we'll eventually be able to get him on the show. Um, but, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, do, do you guys, uh, and not to, not to get away from what we're doing and Zach, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but is there a, is there a, I guess a world series you want to see? Is there, is there a world series champion that you want to see this year? And Zach's gone. I say Zach just deleted himself. <laughs> 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 is is there is uh, Ryan? I'll go to you. Are, are there two teams? Is there a World Series you want to see, or is there a, a potential champion you want to see this year? Well, my preseason pick was Atlanta, Houston. Again, um, I had Atlanta going to uh, winning the World Series again. But in in the, in my heart of hearts, I, I would love to see the New York Yankees play those Los Angeles Dodgers uh, because th- that's where because the Yankees shipped Joey Gallo off to the Dodgers. And it'll be interesting to see him coming back to New York and the the booze that will rain upon him will be will be something to something to say the least. So it'll, it'll be something. I I mean I I don't begrudge the guy. He tried, but some guys can't hack it as in Yankee uniform. And unfortunately Joey Gallo was one of those dudes. I think it was part of the reason part of it was having to shave his beard. I know the Yankees have that Fakakta facial hair policy. Still in effect from George Steinbrenner wanting his daughter to keep it in there. I think once Jennifer Steinbrenner passes on, hopefully Hal Steinbrenner will have the sense to take that stupid (laughs) provision out of every player contract. It just just makes it not – it just makes – 
next thing's not fun. Like I want to see a Yankee team with a guy in the playoffs with a guy's just growing beards like mine. That's what I want to there see. There you go. I want to see that. So obviously I asked that. Ryan, is is there anything tra- transitioning quick before we take off? Is there anything that, that's going on that you, you want to touch on? Uh, you want to plug? You want to talk about? Yeah, um, a, a couple of things. I may, I may take a minute or two. Uh, a Jerome Booger should never be on a, um, in a New York refer- <laughs> NFL referee uniform ever again. And I pray to God that he's not on the field on Sunday at Lambeau Field when the Jets play the Jets play the Packers. Um, number two, uh, on your Halloween candy, watch out. You might find a uh, Texans Jaguars game in your kids' Halloween candy. And uh, <laughs> three, no credits required. Every t- right now, every Tuesday and uh, during football season, every Tuesday at seven PM Eastern, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Belly Up TV, and coming soon, have another donut. The uh, a New Jersey Devils podcast on Godzilla Media. There you go. Thanks, Ryan, for jumping on. Before we send you guys out, I got a question for both of you, and then we're going to hit the road. Does Judge have the true home run record, or is it Barry Bonds? We, we got to think um, about this. Where are we at? Um, I'll go first. Uh, Barry, uh, Barry Bonds has has short answer. Barry Bonds has the, the record. Okay. Um, and and just to touch on, you didn't ask who I wanted to see in the World Series. It'd be the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Blackhawks. Because yeah, I was gonna say that. That's yeah, my, yeah. It's two one. teams that at least are somewhere I guaranteed the, not to be watching. You know? The Adelaide Crows <laughs> and Sheffield United. All right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, what's your take? Uh, Bonds or Judge? You know, we can get into the semantics and the in the deep uh, in the deep water of who owns which record, um, but the numbers are the numbers. You know, Barry Bonds is—I mean, as, I'm a Yankee fan, and I love Aaron Judge to death, and I hope that God he stays in pinstripes for the rest of his rest of his uh, playing career. Uh, as big as as big as his accomplishment was, Barry Bonds is the the the, the home run champion. He's the one that hit those home runs, not the steroids. There alleged steroids. You, Sorry, yes. alleged steroids. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, Motor City Realist between myself and Zach. Thank you, Ryan, for jumping on. Check yeah, out thanks, Ryan. Fire. Thanks, fellas. Um, like I said, you heard it, and uh, you know, let's take us out. Um, for Ryan's sake, you know, judges are going to look great in pinstripes, or I mean, uh, Mets blue next year. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. I'd like to report a crime, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.